Hello everyone, this is Matt Ferret, author of Prepare for Medicare and Prepare for Social Security Insider's Guidebooks and Online Course Training Series. Welcome to another episode of The Matt Ferret Show, where I interview insiders and experts to help light a path to successful living in midlife, retirement, and beyond. Andy, welcome to the show. Man, it's good to be here, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to this. Yeah, I am too. Tell everybody what you do and how long you've been doing that particular thing and how you help people. Yeah, I'm a manager of sales excellence, which is really interesting. I don't actually manage anybody, but I work with all of our supervisors at eHealth to better the beneficiary experience for the folks that are calling into us. And so I've been doing this I started Medicare about 11 years ago, or I count it by AEPs, actually. I think it's just a little over 10 years, but it's 11 AEPs or annual enrollment periods. So so that's kind of my time in this role. And the way we help people is, is we just really believe that our seniors should be treated with dignity and respect. And so as a sales force and a sales floor, we want to make sure that we're doing a good job of prepping our our advisors to work with our beneficiaries so that the experience that they get when they call us is top notch. Awesome. So you work for eHealth. That's correct. Tell me, well, actually tell the audience a little more about what eHealth does, how long they've been around, what do they do, how do they do it? Yeah, eHealth, we began back in the mid-90s, a gentleman by the name of Vip Patel Actually, about 10 years prior to that, he had had an experience where he had food poisoning and nearly died from food poisoning because he just didn't have health insurance. He was scared to go to the doctor. And so roll forward 10 years, he's like, okay, I want to keep other people from having this horrible experience that I had. And he created this, really this marketplace where we can, folks can go on and be a one-stop shop that helps people understand and enroll in in health insurance plans that makes it simple, simplify it for them. And we mostly at this point serve Medicare customers. We do have a small business division and we do have some individual family plans and those things, but the high majority of our business at this point is our Medicare population. Okay, thanks. So explain how the company is constructed. You said you've got sales call center, you know, like a sales call center floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you've got a bunch of admin functions around that, around data right. and servers and all sorts of fun <laughs> stuff. So if, if I'm trying to like create eHealth and eHealth Medicare in my mind as a consumer, like what should I picture? How do I picture this? Yeah. So the most forward facing thing that we do is is our website, which we've really updated to help our beneficiaries when they come online to be able to find and compare look at their options all in one place so that they're not constantly having to navigate back and forth between, you know, uh, ABC insurance carrier versus, you know, CDE insurance carriers. So that's the most forward facing thing that we do. And, and there's some really cool upgrades that we've made to that. But then people, while they're on that website, they may say, you know what, I need to Maybe I need to chat with somebody. So we have a team of advisors that licensed advisors that can actually go on and begin to chat with them right over the website, right on the website. And then it may be, you know what? I think I need to talk to somebody so they can pick up the phone and then they can call. And that's, that's where they'll get uh, one of our licensed advisors that's licensed in their area, ready to help them and walk them through what their options are. So so from the forward facing out, it's the website, possibly the chat, 
Then the advisors that we work with, obviously we have all of the support staff that surrounds those pieces. And there's some additional pieces on the backside. Uh, once somebody becomes a, a client of ours that we you know, have other ways to interact, but from a consumer standpoint, it's website um, coming in and then the chat team or, and or the advisor team that's on the phone. So you made mention in there uh, in your local area. Help help mm-hmm. me understand what you meant by that. Well, as I'm sure you're full aware, uh, the uh, the everybody has a zip code, um, and and so when particularly this time of year, there's thousands of plans across nationwide. But in your particular area, maybe there's 45, 50, 60 plans that are available to you according to your your particular zip code. So we want to make sure that when you're calling in, that you're talking with somebody that's licensed and aware of what's going on with the plans in your area, not just a area, but specifically where you're calling from based upon, you know, what the data we're seeing as you come in to to chat with us. Okay. So if I call in from the state of Illinois, Mm -hmm. does that mean you have somebody or a group of people that are specifically trained and and they know what the doctors and the hospital networks look like? They are Mm -hmm. genuinely or generally, they know what's kind of what's in that market uh, or, or is it like, do they have five States? Do they have all 50 and they just, you just happen to get somebody from Illinois. How's that work? Yeah, there's a variety of folks, but Illinois as being one of the, you know, larger areas, uh, we do have folks that are pretty specifically dedicated to that specific area. And so that allows them to be up to date on the plants. Uh, They're able to know exactly what's going on there. They can become familiar with uh, hospital networks and doctor networks and and those kind of things, they can start to glean some of that information because they do talk to a lot of people on a day-to-day basis, uh, as well as not just what they read and study and all the tests that they have to take prior <laughs> to AEP, but it allow or an annual enrollment period, but it allows them to have market expertise in the area where the caller is coming from. So if I call in and uh, up front, somebody knows kind of about where I live, right? Uh, with my area code, I would mm-hmm. assume, and maybe I enter my zip code in some place. Right. Somebody's likely not going to mispronounce a hospital name that's that's in my town, right? They, they know that, what they're talking about. That's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> so sometimes it can be a bit challenging even with that. But, but typically, you know, the goal is to, we just feel like the more familiarity that viruses have with the area where the... Um, beneficiaries calling from the better it is for all of us uh, from an experience standpoint, from, from, you know, an advisor experience standpoint, from a beneficiary experience standpoint, it really makes a difference if they know, if they have some knowledge of those things. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So talk about the website a little bit. I was poking around on there before the show and you have a lot of carriers up there and a lot we of do. ways to sort. And it almost seems like, like it's a lot. So what is your corporate approach or what's your approach to the website that might be different than other people in the space or other experiences somebody may have? Yeah, I think it goes back to one of our core values, Matt, which is being customer centric. One of the things that we did in designing this website is we, we went and talked to a whole bunch of baby boomers, frankly, uh, folks that are in that uh, that were born in that 1946 to 1964 timeframe. And I'm one of those. I am the last month 
of the last year of the baby boomers. So I've kind of pictured myself as like, I'm going to, when I graduate out, I'm going to close the door and that's it. The baby boomers are done. <laughs> so, so, so I identify with that group, but there's just an outdated narrative of seniors and that they're technologically illiterate, maybe a little backward. They, they're not comfortable with social media. They're not comfortable with technology. And we kind of have this narrative, but when we went to actually talk to these beneficiaries, we found out a totally different story that they wanted to be self-sufficient. They wanted to be able to have the ability to, to self-source to a certain degree. They wanted help available, but they didn't want somebody hovering over their shoulder constantly like, here's what you do, click this button, do this thing, when they're trying to search and think and look. And so when we designed our website, we wanted to keep that beneficiary group in mind. And and with counterculture, you know, we talk about counterculture a lot, right? I And I know, you know, if we have younger folks listening to this, some of them think, oh, we've got the corner on counterculture. I do like to point out to them that these beneficiaries, they didn't just read about Woodstock. Some of them were at Woodstock. Like that's their generation. That's who they are. Um, the first Saturday Night Live, you know, which is still, uh, you know, I watched some of Saturday Night Live this week, you know, Saturday Night Live. But the first episode was October 11th, 1975. Some of our beneficiaries saw that very first episode when it first aired, right? So this is like all of the counterculture stuff that that we see. These guys had a really rich, interesting history and they are on their smartphones over five hours a day, which to me is like, okay, the, well, these aren't guys that are not tech savvy. So today, over half of people 65 plus are active on social, at least one social media platform. So when we designed our website, we kept all of that in mind. We shop a lot on Amazon. Everybody shops on Amazon, right? So when you're looking for things on Amazon, you have a like a, a like button or a way to put it, you know, for future rating, reference. Rating system rating, and save rating, it for later and all that sort of stuff. All of that stuff. So we wanted to incorporate all of those things and allow folks to come in, say, okay, I think this looks good, but I'm not ready to make a decision. Let me let me like this or mark it so I can find it easily again later. And so they and then it asks them for the information that's important to them. Right. We can make a, we can recommend a plan with no information other than your zip code. Right. I mean, that's easy to do. I mean, there's plans in there. And we say, well, this looks like a plan that has a lot of benefits, but we don't know if those benefits apply to you. So we give the options of, OK, here, put in the things that matter. Right. And that's what that would be my advice to anybody when they're shopping during this time period is put in the stuff that matters. If it matters what hospital you go to, then put that in. Right. If it matters which doc, if your doctor's like, I'm not changing doctors no matter what, then make sure you find that doctor, find them at the, you know, we give you the option to make sure that it's at the location where you want to see them because it, that can matter. Right. Uh, put sure. in your medications. If, you know, if the medications are, you know, if, especially if you're using name brand medications, make sure you, you utilize those and, and put those in so that, the plan can help you to sort sort which one really is actually the best for you. Thank you. There's another thing I noticed about the website, which is, in my experience, unique. And that is that you don't just have all the quote-unquote major brands. 
That's correct. Right? You don't have, and I'm making this up, right? Uh, you don't have Whirlpool and Bosch dishwashers and, and, and maybe what's another one? I don't know. Frigidaire. Frigidaire. Right. Uh, that works. And yeah. Everybody's got them. They're everywhere. All you got to do is price compare. Right. But yeah. you actually get down into the little niche players of the little mm-hmm. dishwasher companies from, you know, Japan on a particular island that you never heard of, but you like them. Right. Right. You end up going through individual state plans or regional plans that aren't right. really out there, even sometimes on their own. Right? right. I mean, some of those, Andy, are like, they may have a website, but they're not you, like, it's hard to find. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you guys go through and actually do single state, small, regional, or even city based plans. Can you, can you right. tell me why you do that? And, and I guess that makes it difficult for you, but also probably for the consumer a little bit. Yeah. It increases difficulty from a choosing standpoint sometimes because there are these niche players and and they do have sometimes unique benefits. And so we go through a vetting process. We, we want to make sure anybody that we work with, uh, that we're comfortable, that they're going to be able to help our beneficiaries. They're going to be there for them and those kind of things. So that's very important to us. But, you know, I'm just a few years away from retirement myself. And I have children in three different parts of the country, which means I either have or probably will have grandchildren in three different parts of the country. And so we want to give as many options as possible to the beneficiaries because everybody is unique. Like what I need in a health plan is not necessarily what you're going to need in a health plan or somebody else is going to need in a health plan. Some people need it to be much more portable than Others, some like I'm not going anywhere. Some, you know, I need it to be heavier on benefits like dental and vision and those kind of things because I either A, know that I have work that needs to be done or I'm likely to have work that needs to be done. So like we don't want to be the limiter of your choices by us just simply refusing to work with somebody. That's that's really the goal. And so we make them all available. We get them uh, we provide them, we try to provide as much information as we have about them and you know, all the star ratings and all of that, but also about which benefits that they they have and then help you to choose because everybody, you know, even though we have 45, 60 plans in a given area, you know, sometimes that's covering an area where four, five, 6,000 people are going to sign up in those plans and they're all individuals. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it really is an individual selection. And I and I said that in my book at one point or maybe it was a blog post. It's like, well, the frustrating thing is there might be 50 options in your area just in Medicare Advantage, so to speak. We're not even right. talking about MedSub yet, sucks. right? Yeah. But but also so yeah, the, this concept of overchoice being frustrating, right? It's like give me 3. Let me pick from 3 or from 5. Right. And anything over mm-hmm. that is kind of like, all right, I don't even know where to start. But at the same time, you're right. It can be individualized. I mean, you think right. about it that way. If there are 50 plans available, that's 50 opportunities for me to find the one that one. fits me the best. Right. And, you know, if your website and your agents uh, help people either, you know, find it on their own uh, based upon your sorting and your selecting or bail out and talk to somebody or chat with somebody, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is, again, we want to simplify the choice process. That's why we give you the ability on the site for whatever reason Somebody may have had a bad experience with a certain insurance carrier at some point, and they just like, I don't care what they're giving me. I don't want them. Right. right, I, right. It, they, they've got anger. They, they something there. So we give you the choice to say, here's the carriers that I'm interested in. And that's 
you know, but we really encourage folks, if you can stay away from that and let's talk about how you need to use your plan. What do you need to get done? What do you know that you have coming up? If you, if you have a certain surgery, is there a hospital where you want to have that surgery? If that's the case, let's make sure we have a plan where you're not going to have any trouble getting to go to that hospital. That's, that's a really big, you know, that's really important. The same thing with doctors. You know, if, if I see Dr. Jones at, you know, one, two, three front street, and I don't tell it that's where I want to see him. And then I find out, oh, you can still see Dr. Jones, but now you have to go over to this way other side of town. That's a bad experience, right? And so we want to make sure that what's important to you is how we help you identify which plans, whether you do that on the website or whether you do that with one of our advisors. So walk me through. I get on your website, I start uh-huh. poking around, I enter my zip code in, I start poking mm-hmm. around and uh, I'm going to bail out and I'm going <laughs> to call you. When I pick the phone up, dial those digits, what happens? Yeah. So what happens is you'll be, you know, you'll hear some disclaimers in the space that we work in. You're going to hear oh, a, <laughs> all a, the disclaimers and there are new ones every year yeah. and the old ones yeah. never go away, do they, Andy? <laughs> they never go away. <laughs> they so just you're gonna, more. <laughs> you're going to hear some recordings. Uh, yeah. We, you know, we try very hard to answer the, all of the calls just as quickly as possible. And we can talk about just a minute if you want about what like what time of the day to call? Uh, oh, tell me. And, yeah, and and those kind of things. But you may get in a queue. Uh, no, hold on, gonna, hold on. Don't don't move. Don't when move. should I call? Yeah, tell me. Yeah. Good time, so, bad time. Yeah. So so it's a general rule. Uh, we're in the annual election period right now. So let's let's talk about that. Uh, I know this. There will be a few weeks left. Uh, there's a few weeks left in that. So the end of the week is a little bit always a little bit better than the first of the week. Like a Friday's better than a Monday. I have theories on why that is true, but I know that it is true because we see it (laughs) year year after year. I think all of the people that say, hey, I got to get this taken care of. There's a certain group that are, are, you know, like I got to get it done, people. And they get out there on Monday and there's still this other group. Okay, I'm going to do it this week. I am. And then they kind of wait and they get to Friday. So Fridays are typically better than Mondays. But then earlier in the day, like like as early as you get up, we're, you know, we're open, I think 7 a.m. Eastern time or something like that. Calling that, like call right at the beginning of the day or when you get up and you're ready to go, like the earliest point, that's always better than the afternoon because you start getting all the time zones calling once you get into the afternoon uh, yeah. hours. How about any super, uh, super secret ones? I think um, I, I put this in the book too. I think like the day after Thanksgiving is a yes. one that nobody thinks is open, but they are. They are. Yeah. The day after Thanksgiving is always good. The The only the only concern I ever have with the day after Thanksgiving is we're starting, it's according to how close it is to December 7th. And you can start you know, there's certain years where it's much closer to December 7th than others. This year, I think it's one of the longer stretches. I think we have nearly two full weeks after Thanksgiving until December 7th. So the day after is really, really good because, again, a lot of folks are, they just don't want to fool with it on sure. the day. Well, they're, they're shopping and they're, it's like their kids are there and sure, it's a pain after. Yeah, yeah, it's a pain. Most of the time it can be a pain, uh, but but definitely the day after you're full of trip to, what's it called? Tryptophan? Yeah. Turkey? Yeah. Tryptophan? Turkey. <laughs> um, and then, of course, and then you and I both know, but I'll let you tell me, the last week, December 1st through the 7th, nuts, yeah. right? 
it's nuts. If you can have your choice made by then and just get ready for Christmas or holidays or whatever, you know, that you're going to be doing and stay away from that week, if at all possible, just because there's two things that happen and they're both unfortunate. One, everybody, you know, the folks they've delayed, right? But if there's a question that you need to ask your doctor before you can make a decision, you know, your window's getting compressed. And so now you're trying to get that answer and they, they've they kind of gotten into holiday mode, maybe a little bit too, and you can't get the information you're needing and you're feeling all the stress of all of that, you know, so middle of November, uh, the day after Thanksgiving is a really good time to do that. But yeah, I would, I would definitely, definitely be working during that time frame. So fast forward to the, to like January 1st, just in normal times, give me, give me a couple tips. Cause I do want to go back to the experience when I call you. So like sure. just not a, a annual election period, not AEP, right? Not mm-hmm. October 15th through December 7th. If you're just calling up, you're turning 65 or you're working mm-hmm. past 65 and return and retiring, how far out should I call you and what day of the week and what time? The days of the week and the times honestly don't matter nearly as much during that time of the year, you know, because you're, we're not going to be overloaded with phone calls. So you should be able to get somebody fairly quickly, but being prepared for that phone call, I think is the biggest thing. Or, or if you go into our website, you know, the things you definitely want to know is, you know, we've talked about hospitals and doctors, what networks, but what benefits are important to you? And then what does your lifestyle look like? You know, are you going to be traveling? If you travel a lot, that's going to change the way I would probably guide you as opposed to if you say, I don't ever go anywhere. Like I'm here, you know, I stay right here all the time. I never go anything. If there's other benefits that you feel like you need that you don't have the finances for things like gym memberships or dental benefits or vision, or if you don't have a way to get back and forth to the doctor, you need to let your advisor know that. Like, I I don't have a way to drive, I you know, an Uber and and gets expensive after a while. And so, and I just think people don't think about that often enough, but really your choice of health insurance, especially in Medicare is really has to be matched to your lifestyle. And that's where the power of what we do really comes in is we want to match it to your lifestyle. And Makes so sense. Be, be prepared. <laughs> be prepared, and yes. not not just with your, you know, it's how you use it is what you're saying, right? Or where yeah. you think you're going to use it, or how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, just a perfect example in like Houston. There's a large camp medical center there, a cancer medical center that a lot of folks will MD Anderson that a lot of folks want to go to if they're in Houston. Right. Right. Well, that may matter a whole lot more to somebody. I maybe I've never had cancer, but I have a history of it in my family. So I want to make sure that I can go there. If I want to go there, I want to be able to go there. Right. You need to know that. Even if you need to have that preference, you get a chance to change every year. Right. For the Medicare Advantage plans, you get a chance to change, but maybe not for original Medicare and the Medicare supplement. Once there's a diagnosis in place, it gets harder to make those adjustments. And so you you really want to think through how you're going to use your plan, however you prefer to pay for things, you know, how budget conscious you are, all of those things have to have to matter. And it, it's just not a matter of just calling up saying, hey, give me the best plan in, yeah. <laughs> you know, in Houston, Texas. And it's this is it. You know, there's no answer like that. No, there isn't. It's all very individualized. All right. So I call you. 
Mm-hmm. And I've done a little research online. I think I know what I want, but I'm but I'm talking to somebody in your organization, and you're in charge of that excellence. So, what excellence is going to occur <laughs> after I after I pick that phone number or, or pick that phone up and and dial out and talk to somebody? What's going to happen? Right. So the first thing we're going to do, we're going to talk to you about kind of your family situation. Is it just you? Is there a spouse maybe involved or is there somebody else in the household that needs to be covered as well? We're going to determine your current situation. Like, are you possibly leaving a group plan? What kind of insurance have you been used to prior to that? We want to, we want to kind of figure that demographic information out. And from a standpoint of, do you have somebody that typically helps you make these decisions? Like Mm -hmm. we really want, you know, we want to make sure that if you say, yeah, my daughter or whoever normally helps me make these decisions. Great. Would you like to have them on the phone with you before we talk about this? We want to give you that opportunity to, if if we have to set up a follow-up phone call to do that, then we will. Right. But we want to do that. So we kind of determine kind of the lay of the land. And then we're going to, we're going to talk to you about, all of the things really more health related and benefit related. We want to know, you know, do you need any kind of dental work done? Are you, you know, what do you, uh, how are you going to use this plan? How, you know, how do you get your eyes taken care of? You know, I think I saw a thing that one of the number one complaints for seniors over 65 is that their teeth hurt, right? And some of it's just because they don't have any way to take care of that, right? So we want to know, like kind of where you're at in that process. We want to know about your medications. We want to know about your doctors and your hospitals, all of those kind of things to do a solid needs assessment. And like, this is how I'm going to use my plan. And what's most important to you? Which one of these things matter to you more than other things? Because sometimes there is a little bit of trade-off, right? Then we're going to come back and say, okay, based on everything we talked about, here's the plan in your area that we think fits your situation the best, right? And we'll walk through what the plan is and and how it works and who it's with and what doctors you can and can't see and all of those things that really matter. And then if you're ready to sign up, we're going to get you to we're, we're going to help you to, to enroll right there. And we have a multiple ways we can do that. You know, we can do it right over the phone, but one of the most popular options is where folks can actually, you'll have the application in front of you, but our advisor will stay on the phone with you, let you fill it out, but answer any questions that you have. If you see any of that, what do you I don't do, like you, a, do you email it to me? Is that what it we, is? We send you a link to the application through via email, or we can do it over the phone as well. We found emails typically work better just because there's a lot of language in there <laughs> and there's a lot of little things oh, to read. You can't disclaim, imagine those all disclaimers those disclaimers. Again. Right. Yeah. We yeah. want you to be able to read those. I mean, they're but important. I'm just saying they get longer they every year. They do. And, and so once you have everything filled out and we can make sure that you filled it out correctly so you don't get delays on the back end, you know, when it gets, as it's getting processed, we don't get those delays. You can hit enroll and you control all that. We, we can't enroll for you. We, you know, we can't hit the enroll button for you. We're just there to help you as you're filling it out. Some people don't want the help, right? Like we talked about earlier, like, no, I got it. I can do it. But then others are like, well, what does this mean? Or what does this say? You know, why is that? And we help you. We'll help you with that. Uh, Go through. If I get you on a call, let's say I call you Mm -hmm. and then I kind of got an idea. Maybe I want a Medicare Advantage. Maybe I want a Medicare supplement with a Part Mm -hmm. D. Or maybe I just, maybe I'm just doing a PDP. Um, Just give me an average, like 
if I talk to an, an advisor and mm-hmm. I, they answer my questions and then I'm, they're like, do you want to enroll in this? We've worked on this together. How long does that take to mm-hmm. get to the point where usually a consumer is like, all right, I got it. Yeah. I, thanks for helping me narrow this down. I am ready to buy something. Let's just say it's on that on that first call, mm-hmm. right? Uh, how, how long does this take? Does this take 20 minutes, an hour and 20, five <laughs> hours? How long does this take? <laughs> really, really good question. And based upon the, the variety of the individuals we talked to, I could probably tell you all of the above. But the right answer, the typical answer is somewhere around 45 minutes to an hour, uh, okay. typically to go through that, you know, that entire process of selecting. And, and sometimes it's, it's like how far into, you know, do you have all your medications or how long is that medication list? You know, we, yeah. we want to, we want to get them all. And, you know, those names can sometimes be difficult to give over the phone. So it just takes a minute uh, to go so, through some of those. So if I call in, have an hour ready, you know, yes. don't, 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 yeah, don't expect an, this to be done in 15 minutes. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. If you have an hour ready, we'll try our best to give you 15 minutes of it back. So, and, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> so what if I'm not ready? What happens then? So mm-hmm. if I'm like, all right, thanks, Andy. I appreciate you telling me all this stuff, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. home and talk to my husband or talk to my daughter or whatever sure. that may be. What happens then? What, what does the rep say? Yeah. So first of all, we absolutely want to give beneficiaries the option, the ability to go and talk with whoever that they want to talk to or need to talk to. Uh, the last thing in the world we want to do is sign you up with a plan that you're not comfortable with. What we have found oftentimes is that sometimes I you know, I want to talk to them and actually I'm just uncomfortable for some reason. And if that's the case, we want to find out like, what is that? You know, but we can send you out the plan via email. We can send a link out where you can, you can actually fill it out on yourself. You see the entire contract yourself and you don't even have to talk to us again. If you say, yeah, I want to do it. You can go right on there and just fill it out and hit enroll and you're good to go. But if you say, no, I think I want to talk to him or I got some additional questions or I talked to my son, you can pick up the phone, call back in and you'll have somebody that'll answer the phone. They'll offer to help you, but they'll also offer to get you back over to the person that you were originally talking with, which we really hope people enjoyed the experience enough with their original advisor that they want to talk to them again. So. So that's a big thing. And it's a big fear, I think, is like, if I spent 45 minutes to so- talk right. to somebody who is really helpful, if I call back later, I'm going to get some rando. But you're right. saying if that person's working and I call back in, they'll make it, they'll, and you might have to wait a little bit, but I might be able to go talk to that yes. person again. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to talk to, if you're working with me and you want and you want to talk to me again, like, hey, just tell them to call me back or I'll hold, I'll go on hold. The protocol is, is that one advisor will reach out to the other one and say, hey, I've got so-and-so on the phone. Are you available to talk? And uh, if they respond back and say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can talk right now, they'll just transfer them over. But if they say, no, I'm on a call right now, I, I, I can't talk with them, then they'll come back and say, okay, they're busy, but they will call you back. And then they will get that information on to the original advisor and let them, let them call them back. If you had to guess, what's the percentage of people that call you? Right, go through that forty-five minute mm-hmm. or an hour-long process, and then purchase something versus someone who calls you, goes through that forty-five minutes or hour, and goes, mm, "Let me let me think about it and call you back." What's the percentage on either end? It varies a lot. It gets a lot higher the closer to the end of, of like annual election period, <laughs> right. but typically fifteen twenty percent probably is the average percentage that'll that'll purchase the first time uh, that okay. they they call in. So it's fairly significant. But it, it can, yeah. there is a seasonality to that as well. 
Sure. End of the year, right? The right. end of the uh, the old end of the uh, month. Part, yep. Part B eligibility. You got the 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 three and three in the month of your birthday, right? right? And then all of a sudden, somebody's procrastinated, and they got about right. two hours left. Yeah, that's right. going to be a different. Yeah. All right. So most of then, depending upon the time of the year, it's fair to say most of your calls are second and or third calls then before somebody ends up, mm. you know, being comfortable enough. I mean, that sounds like Andy. You guys are investing hours potentially yeah. with with yes. with people. We do. We invest a lot of time with them. But again, it really goes back to the the core value that we talk about, about being customer centric. Like it takes how long it takes at the end of the day for you to become, because it's a big decision. It's not, it's not a decision that you can just make off the cuff. There's a lot of things that you need to be thinking about. We want you to be comfortable because it literally can affect your life. I mean, it, it's a major decision. So we we want to invest the time that's necessary. And one of the other things that we do, Matt, I, I, we haven't really talked about it, but I think it's really important is, as you know, a lot of these plans are fairly rich. Uh, the Medicare Advantage plans are fairly rich in features and benefits and things that they can use. And one of the biggest complaints is, yeah, I have all this stuff, but I can't use it. I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I've got it. I've got this piece of paper. I got this card. I'm, you know, I need to do something with it. And they don't know what to do. And we have an entire team that we dedicate because we don't want to just be your agency when you're signing up. We're your folks. We're your people. And so we want to make sure that on the backside of that, if, hey, I've got this benefit, I've never had to use it before. I need a ride to my doctor. I don't know how to set this up. I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do or how I get it approved. Well, they, instead of calling the insurance carrier, which they have great folks there, no no disparaging remarks there, but we feel like we have an investment with these beneficiaries because they're our beneficiaries. And so we'll actually get on the phone with you and call the insurance carrier with you to get that set up. If you have this dental benefit that I need to get this work done, but even though they they say they take the plan, you know I've called this dentist and this dentist and this dentist, and they all tell me they're full and I can't get through. Our team will get on the phone with you, make the phone calls, find you a dentist that you can actually go and see, book the appointment for you, set it up, make sure you know what you got to do, the whole nine yards. So we'll do any of those kind of things for our beneficiaries throughout the year at any time of the year they need that kind of help i've not heard of anyone else doing that it may just be me but that's pretty interesting you reminded me it's kind of like i got i got gas at costco today right you know and i got the costco visa and i popped it up there and it's like save whatever it is four percent on gas and i was like oh yeah Yeah. i forgot like nobody's telling me to go use my car you know what i mean right Uh, and it sounds like you guys are trying to not only do that but then once you buy it you're reaching back out and going okay do you remember all those things we said right here's how to here's how to activate them this, this is how to activate them. Here's how to use them. Uh, I mean, we we literally had a, a beneficiary calling that called in that was having really severe pain in, in her feet. And she had tried to get a ride. She needed to go see the doctor. But every time she tried to get a ride, it was never the right time frame. You didn't call early enough. And, and nobody was trying to be. It's it just there's rules. And she wasn't following the rules because she didn't understand exactly how to follow the rules. And so when she got on with one of our member advocates, uh, when she got on with them, they were like, hold on, let, let's see if we can help. And 
figured out, okay, when's your, they got the appointment set up with the doctor and then they began, they made the phone call to the carrier and said, Hey, we've got to help this lady. You know, we got to get her there and here's what we need to do and got the ride set up for her to go and come uh, so that she could go just take advantage of what it is that she'd signed up for in the first place. Nice. That's, that's going the extra mile. All right. So I'm going to go back to the experience. Uh, yeah. I have a good one. Wait, uh, excellence, right? I have an excellent experience, right? Excellent experience. Yes. Excellent experience. And I buy a policy. Uh-huh. What happens next? So what happens next? One is a member of that member advocates team will reach out to you and introduce themselves, say, hey, this is what we're here for, right? Well, we'll after I buy it, somebody's going to mm-hmm. call me. Mm-hmm. And right. as long as you've given us permission to do so, we're going to, you know, help you once you've signed up, we're going to help you go through the process. You know, there are, there's verifications with us, but then there's oftentimes uh, verifications with the carriers themselves. We have a variety of ways that we can do that. We can read all of that stuff to you. If that's what you prefer, we have the the IVRs, you know, where they transfer over and they listen to a voice recording and they just have to say uh, I agree uh, at the end of it. And then we'll make sure that you have all of your packets. We'll give you the numbers where you can contact us. If, you know, hey, I, I don't feel like I got my insurance card. I don't feel like I got my insurance packet. I didn't get, you know, the thing that I, I'm not comfortable. I'm a, Or I had another question pop up, you know, something mm-hmm. else occurred to me or, or my neighbor said something about it. And I didn't know, you know, or we make that team. That team is much more easily available to reach out to just to help you understand what you've got, you know? And so we make sure that that team's very available to you. And so you get a certain amount of time after you buy a policy that, that, that sounds like that happens. What about Mm -hmm. six months later, two Mm -hmm. years later, Mm -hmm. how do you keep in touch or do you? Whichever way the beneficiary wants us to keep in touch, you know, some don't want to receive emails or they don't want to get text messages or they don't want to get phone calls, right? So we'll utilize whatever method that you're comfortable with and you're okay with us to follow up with you to make sure you're getting the most out of the the product that you you have. And we do give you, you know, you always have the original advisor that you worked with. You do have their name, their extension, et cetera, as well. So we want to follow up with you. There are limitations, obviously, to what we can do, but we want to keep you advised on anything we see, any policy changes that we think you need to be notified of. So we, we're going to ask if we can email you or text you or call you whichever way you would prefer. Yep, and I and I assume since you gave your title at the beginning of this, I can also say uh, I'm going to guess you probably listen to a lot of phone calls to I listen do. for opportunities to improve, as yes. people say, right? So, yeah. what's yeah. that experience like? What's that quality piece on the back end to make sure you are doing and your folks are doing exactly what the customers want? I've worked in this industry, as I told you, Matt, for a long time. We probably have the most extensive process on the back end to make sure that our beneficiaries are well taken care of. We have an entire team of folks that that's basically, I always hate to say that's all they do because that would be disrespectful to them. They do a lot of stuff, but their primary role is that they listen to our advisors on phone calls. They're independent of their supervisor. So they're giving outside feedback on what they're hearing. And that feedback can be everything from how does your tone sound? Even though you said the right words, did you say them in a, you know, was there an edginess to us? Was it respect to them? You know, here's an, here's your opportunity to improve. 
we obviously, we have an entire compliance team, which is separate from our quality assurance team. Our, the compliance team is making sure that all the fun stuff that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services tell us we have to do, <laughs> that we're doing all that stuff. But the quality assurance team is more focused on the, the experience of the beneficiary. Like, did we ask proper needs questions? Did we explore, did we when we recommended a plan, did we recommend the right plan based upon what we were being, what we were hearing and what we were being told? Did we present it to them in a way that made sense, that didn't overwhelm them with additional information that they don't need to know? I mean, there's a thousand pieces of things, but did when we came back, did we talk about the stuff that they said was important to them? Did we make sure that we covered those specific things And how did we cover those? And so it's just an overall experience rating uh, really is what it is. Like, did we respectfully handle this call in a way that's beneficial to both the beneficiary and to the advisor so that the advisor, we want the advisor to feel good about what they do too. We want them to feel like, hey, I really helped this person. That really matters a bunch. Yeah, and it matters to people who work in the space, and I can t- I can agree with you on that too. It's like because if we weren't worried about taking care of Medicare beneficiaries, we'd we'd probably find another line of work. Right, and this stuff is hard, as every customer know or everybody on Medicare knows. It, it's hard. We we'd probably all be doing something else if we didn't really love helping helping people on Medicare. Yeah, and, and putting a smile on their face. We think it's beneficial when we're talking to our beneficiaries. If the conversation, if it sounds encouraging, it sounds uplifting, they can draw a little energy, you know, energy from that. Because unfortunately, we do talk to a lot of folks that don't have a lot of family friends that are around a bunch, and we don't want to. We want to add to the good stuff in their life, not not to the negative things. So again, a lot of times during the year, especially during the last half of the year, there's a million and one things happening to people on Medicare. They're getting mm-hmm. bombarded by phone sure. calls, which I bet makes your job harder because when you're calling them back, they may be screening them, uh, yeah. but they're getting, I mean, I'll just say robocalls, spam calls, whatever you want to call them. They got their mailboxes filled up every time they're watching something on TV, mm-hmm. every third commercial is yes. Medicare one. How would you suggest, again, given your approach and eHealth's approach to the business and you know, you are, you've got call center reps, you've got, you know, websites, you know, you, you got to do your own advertising as well. I mean, everybody right. does. So you can't just, you know, st- sit on your hands on that. How would you advise customers or consumers to be discerning consumers? How would you advise them to go about sifting through all of the stuff coming at them and to find someone or an organization to that they can put their trust in? I think the first thing that I would encourage is is actually television commercials. And I say that because I think we've all seen the television commercials that we wish would go away. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and and they just keep running them over and over. And and they're playing to that stereotype of the illiterate, technologically backwards group that's just we found not to be true. And remember, like a television commercial is the most controlled arena that a insurance company has to show you how they're going to treat you. If they can't do it well there, I have very little faith that they would be able to do it in less controlled settings. So, so you're talking about the feeling, the feeling they're trying to emit, right? Are yeah, they, yeah. Are they, are they coming treating, at you? With respect. I think that's the biggest thing for me, Matt, is like, are they, are they talking to me like I'm an idiot? 
or I'm I'm illiterate or you know are they talking to me like a human being right and giving me the opportunity to be able to to choose so are they treating me with respect in just the way that they're advertising to me and then when you call in all the website reviews all of those kind of things those all matter but I think we've all had to learn to be a little bit discerning. You know, you go, you know, Amazon or somewhere and you look at this one product and it'll have 45 five stars and then it'll have 22 one stars, you know, like, and it was so, so experiential. But I, I think we know we have some sense of that when we're looking on websites and consumer reviews and those kind of things that we have to, but those things matter too. Like if I go on to, buy a product and it has 78 reviews and 76 of them are one star, I'm, I'm buying something else. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I always kind of think of those things as directionally, because if you're right. ticked off, you're more way more likely to leave a negative yes. review than if you're happy, you just may not leave a review. And so it's even right. when, when this all started and we've all gotten used to like, you know, reviews and stars on right. products, right. Amazon or any, any place else, it's like, there's still science behind it that says, not everyone leaves a review. Right. Ticked off people tend to leave really long, right. mad reviews. Right. But happy people may go, it was fine, and give it a five star. Like it's not, you know, it's it's they're humans. I mean, right. th- this isn't, you know, JD Power or anything right. else, like doing a the really kind of objective Absolutely. rating system. It's human feedback. And it's gonna yeah. be rife with all those problems with human feedback. What I look for in those reviews is I look for consistent things that are like if everybody says this broke when after I used it for three days, if everybody leaves that comment or something similar, then it's like, okay, I'm going to pay a whole lot more attention to it. Yeah. So, so you need to do your homework that way. But honestly, whether it's on the website or whether you're dealing with an advisor over the phone, and there's... As good as our website is, there's still some things I think that advisors have to help you with. We haven't really talked about like Medicare supplements and why that's particularly difficult to purchase when you're in under in an underwriting time frame. You know, there's some things you just need to talk to an advisor. And I think that's the 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 best experience for a lot of folks is how are they talking to you? Like if you feel uncomfortable, if you're feeling pressured, if you're feeling rushed, if you're feeling that they're not even interested in anything that you're saying, don't stay with that. I mean, there's no reason for you to put up with that, right? And that's a feel thing. Like, are you listening? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you are you asking me meaningful questions and responding appropriately? If, if the answer to that is not true, go somewhere else. That's... I mean, that's just don't, <laughs> you don't, you, yeah. you're not beholden to them. There's plenty of other folks that will sell you uh, that same product because at the end of the day, the products are the same. We know that, you know, that nobody gets, you know, you don't get a e-health special product that we can sell that nobody else can sell that has this extra benefit that nobody else has that just doesn't exist in this space. So it's, yeah. How's your experience? Yeah. How's your experience? How are you treated? I get it. Yep. Yep. You said we didn't talk about it, but uh, I do want to talk about it. So you've been given general feel, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we walked through an application piece. We've walked through, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the advertising pieces, what to look out for, how you think about before you, you know, start on the phone or start Mm -hmm. on a website or start with a person, like, how are you going to use it? Do your own homework, bring your homework. Right. I put some, you know, checklists on my website. Right. And one of those is like, write this stuff down, like have right. this here 
so that you can not just get on the phone and be like, I need Medicare. And someone goes, well, (laughs) I have some questions. And then you got to go run to the medicine cabinet or your, uh, or your countertop. So do that. That's good stuff. We've covered a lot of that. You talked about Medicare Advantage with a lot of the other different things, and that's a it just crossed the fifty percent threshold. Right, um, is that more than fifty percent of all Medicare eligibles now have a Medicare Advantage plan? But that still leaves forty nine, forty seven percent of the folks out there that aren't on a Medicare Advantage plan. And right. I know Medicare Advantage gets all the all the advertising and all all the you know media and all that stuff around it. Talk about the other ways to get it. Like so, I say in my book, right. Bear with Medicare is just original Medicare and Part D. And I also say in the book, "Mm, it's fine. Probably some better options out there for you. The second one is Medicare Supplement plus a Medicare Part D. And then the third one is Medicare Advantage. So talk about those first two. The I have Part D only and I'm fine with it. Or I I want a Medicare Supplement. There are different nuances uh, and timing and all sorts of stuff with those other two options. Talk about how you guys handle those things. So the Part D only option, I'm risk averse. And so I would never encourage anybody to go just a Part D only option. I say never. It would hard. It'd be hard for me to imagine the situation where I think that that would be the right way. And, and the reason being, uh, I've heard you talk about the MOOP or the maximum out of pocket. And original Medicare with a Part D only plan really has no MOOP. There is no MOOP. You know, it just however much you you pay you're going to be responsible for a certain percentage of that and it can get into the thousands even hundreds of thousands of dollars pretty quickly so it's just that's not a viable option in my mind even people that are independently wealthy like you didn't work all of your life to give that money to a hospital or to a medical center somewhere well, so, you know, from financial protection, there are products out there that can stop that, that are pretty right. reasonable. And that's the other thing. It's like, not only, yeah. yes, it works. It's been around forever. It works just fine, but there is no move. And you right. do pay, per, uh, you know, 20% or a copay. And by the way, it can run out. Right. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but if you're in the it hospital can, for a very right. long time, it, it can, can run, run out. out. Yep. And so why would you put yourself in there for, you know, zero dollars on a, on a Medicare Advantage plan or a couple hundred bucks a month. Like it's just, you can do it. People do it. It's fine. It's been working for a long time, but there are other ways to protect yourself that aren't, you know, astronomically high from a monthly premium standpoint. Right. Right. So, so the part D only option is just something I just couldn't recommend in good conscience at, at, at any time. And then there are those that then there's the Medicare supplement. And I think the biggest issue that people have when they're looking at Medicare supplements is they want to compare them to Medicare Advantage plans, which is not really a fair comparison because they're a secondary insurance, whereas original Medicare remains your primary insurance. So the the right comparison for Medicare Advantage plans is against original Medicare. And that is the standard that Medicare Advantage plans have to meet is original Medicare, that their coverage levels are the same or better than original Medicare as far as benefits and those kind of things. So it's, Mm -hmm. and so the supplements are, you know, they're commonly known as Medigout policies and they're exactly that. They're to handle that maximum out of pocket that Medicare, original Medicare has that it doesn't have. It doesn't have a maximum out of pocket. So the gaps are designed to cover those copays, those deductibles and those kind of things. And so oftentimes, especially you know, when somebody's just turning 65, you know, they can find 
plans that will reduce their total medical out-of-pocket coverage. It's a plan G. I know you're familiar with that. Uh, plan G to just whatever the Medicare deductible is for that given year. That's it. They pay that. That's, that is their maximum out-of-pocket is that number right there. And they basically can go to the doctor one time or a hundred times or spend one day in the hospital or 40 days in the hospital and they have that one bill. So for people that are budget conscious, that are on a fixed income, they like knowing, you know, I can pay that that premium and that's it. That's all I've got. So that makes a lot more sense for them. And it gets away from the networks. Yeah, the PPO, the H- HMO, you become available, you know, original Medi- Medicare itself becomes your network, which, you know, according to which number you look at, it's 95, 97, 99%. I don't, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen all those numbers, but I know it's, it's very hard to find a doctor that or a hospital where original Medicare doesn't, doesn't work for you. Yeah, and I guess I have to imagine when people first call you, uh, I mean, I have to think you got two types of calls. The first one is, hey, I have something already and I'm looking for Mm -hmm. something different. Yep. And then you got probably the folks that are turning 65 or eligible due to disability or retired at whatever, age 70. They just now are getting on it. And you go through all three? You go through two of the three? I mean, do you do that discovery up front? Like, what are you thinking? Like, you've you've probably, before you called me, you probably had an idea. You know, your your buddy's got some way. You don't like this. Like, uh, do you start with that kind of thing? Like, what are you thinking? So the way we start with that, buddies are particularly bad at, uh, unless your lifestyle is, <laughs> that's a particularly bad way to go about it oftentimes. But, uh, but because they're going to tell you what's best for them oftentimes, which is not always what's best for you. Uh, yeah. But the things we really want to know about is one, what have you been used to in your life? Like, are you, some folks really love HMOs. You know, they'll tell you that. Others are, they're like, if you even say the word HMO to me, I'm hanging up the phone right now, you know? Right. So we want to know kind of what, what coverage do you have right now? But then we also want to know what does retirement look like for you? Like when you're retired, are you going to be traveling? Are you going to, you know, do you live half a year in New York and do you live half a year in Florida? That's going to change the way we advise you to to look at your healthcare coverage. Do you have family that you visit out of state, especially, and it doesn't have to be that even really out of state. Sometimes it's just out of county. Do you, do you travel and stay for extended periods of time away from your home? So what we feel like we need you to tell us how you're going to use it. And then we're going to say, okay, based upon what we're hearing, here's the three options, but we feel like this one is the one that really fits you, fits you the best. Gotcha. Andy, this has been uh, wonderful, and thanks so much for telling everybody sure. about how what it's like to call eHealth and what it's like to call into a call center, at least your call center, and use your website to poke around and click around to your heart's content. And eventually, if you call somebody or chat with somebody, what that experience is going to be like. You know, it can happen in one call. It can take three or even right. more. If you want your family member or a you know whatever a daughter on or neighbor or that buddy right. we just talked about to listen in, you can you can handle all that too. Um, what questions about the way you do business and the way eHealth does business and Medicare in general? What questions did I not ask that I should have? The thing I would I would really focus on is when we're talking about these beneficiaries is is why do we care so much about the beneficiaries? Is it a bottom line thing? Is it a 
like that's just the way you know you you do it so that you're because all of the things we do have a positive benefit to us people that are happy with our services they tend to stay with us longer and all those things are true but what is the core motivation behind what we do and we talked a little bit about our our founder not wanting people to be uh, without insurance and being in that spot again and to make this really simple for them but the core motivation for what we do on a day-to-day basis is that we see our beneficiaries as human beings, that they have real lives. They've done real things. They've been at Woodstock. They've been, they've been in the counterculture revolution. They've served. Some of them have served in our military. Some of them have served in various ways. They've lived very interesting lives. And we believe that they should be treated with respect and dignity at all times and in all parts of this process. That's what motivates us to do what we do. And even if we we have our stumbles and our bumbles, that's what we're trying, we're, we're human beings, right? But our core motivation is that we really, really want our beneficiaries to have a very good experience where they feel comfortable with what they've chosen for their healthcare and they're very comfortable with what they've done. And they can, when they lay down at night, they can go to sleep and not have to be worried about how am I going to pay for that if something comes up. Andy, thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. The Matt Ferret Show, related content, publications, and MF Media LLC is in no way associated, endorsed, or authorized by any governmental agency, including the Social Security Administration, the Department of Health and Human Services, or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The Matt Fair Show is in no way associated with, authorized, approved, endorsed, nor in any way affiliated with any company, trademark names, or other marks mentioned or referenced in or on The Matt Fair Show. Any such mention is for purpose of reference only. Any advice, generalized statistics, or opinions expressed are strictly those of the host and guests of The Matt Ferret Show. Although every effort has been made to ensure the contents of The Matt Ferret Show and related content are correct and complete, laws and regulations change quickly and often. The ideas and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show aren't meant to replace the sage advice of healthcare, insurance, financial planning, accounting, or legal professionals. You are responsible for your financial decisions. It is your sole responsibility to independently evaluate the accuracy, correctness, or completeness of the content, services, and products of, and associated with, The Matt Ferret Show, MF Media LLC, and any related content or publications. The thoughts and opinions expressed on The Matt Ferret Show are those of the host and The Matt Ferret Show guests only, and are not the thoughts and opinions of any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt Ferret Show, nor is The Matt Ferret Show made by, on behalf of, or endorsed or approved by any current or former employer of the host or guests of The Matt 